This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash Boathouse Studios or subscribe to Boathouse Studios on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your ear content. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios, house spelt the German way. Welcome and hello to the Cinevals. I'm Allie. And I'm Camille. Together we are the Cinevals. And uh, you are our sweet Valentines. Sweet Valley Highs. Sweet Valley Squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, today we're going to be uh, concluding the Sizemore trilogy mm-hmm. uh, with. True romance. And we're also officially starting the Slater trilogy. Yes. Out with Sizemore. In with Slater. Sizemore yes. out. Slater in. Yeah. In out. Get him out of it. Yeah. Et cetera. We have made the Venn diagram and we are in the middle of it right now. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a <sighs> it's a thing. It's a thing. Um so Camille and I both went into this movie completely uh uh, blank slates. Yeah. I had never heard of this movie before. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about it. All I knew was that Val Kilmer was in it. Same. I always, not anymore, because now I have seen it, but I would always confuse this movie with True Lies. Yes. So Which that's... I would also confuse with Total Recall. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So uh, True Lies, in case uh, those of you at home are also going through the same thing, Totally understandable. True Lies is the one with Jamie Lee Curtis. And Arnold Schwarzenegger? I think so. Yes. And then Total Recall is Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. And that lady with six boobs. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert. Whoa. Boob spoiler alert for Total Recall. <laughs> Total Recall is a great movie. Yeah. Well, it's a movie and it's yeah. a ton of fun. I don't know, great, but it's I, I haven't watched it it's a since fucking blast. It was, since it was on TBS. <laughs> um cool. Anyway, I wish I wish we were talking about one of those movies because we'd probably have more fun. Spoiler alert, Camille and I did not enjoy this film. No. No. 1993's True Romance. More like Poo Romance. Yeah, more like True You got this? Romance. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I want to break up with this movie. Yes. Um, I want to Never call this movie again. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ghost this movie. Yeah. Um. So, true romance, Camille. In mm-hmm. three sentences, what what would you? How would you describe this? The plot of this movie. Uh. Teenage geek played by middle aged cr- looking Christian Slater, uh, falls in love with, I guess, some lady. Then a crime spree happens, uh, which he seems unqualified for, but aces it on all accounts. We end up across the country. People say a lot of stuff. Everything basically works out, except if you're murdered. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, this movie is very star-studded. There's yeah, uh, it's a stacked cast. Yeah, uh, Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, Gary Oldman, Brad Pitt, uh, 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 Samuel L. Jackson, mm-hmm. um, uh, Tom, Gilmer, Tom Sizemore, Tom Sizemore, James Gandolfini, mm-hmm. in it. Um, Christopher, Christopher Walken. Yep. Uh, Michael Rappaport. Yes. Uh, other and then and then I feel like everyone else in the movie is is very much one of those people that you're like that ah, that guy. Oh, that guy from that show. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's fun. Mm-hmm. That's a fun uh, little like constant treat. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Uh, this script was written by Quentin Tarantino. It was, and if you didn't know that going in, you would know it three minutes into the movie just by watching it. Yeah. Um, He's very on brand in this movie. Yeah. But uh, to next level. Yes. Greg told me that he wrote this script when he was 23. Yeah. Which, I mean, that checks out. I Mm -hmm. feel like it's maybe something that he started when he was a a child and Mm -hmm. didn't make any edits to. Yeah. It feels very much like a, um, like, teen, it's a, Teen dude movie. Totally. Uh, Mr. Tarantino, if you're listening to this podcast, which you might be because you're weird and you do weird stuff like that, you probably don't want to listen anymore. It's going to be a lot of uh, not very nice things about Ooh, your just, work. Just one second. So maybe just... Uh... Please stop hating women. Oh, now yeah. Now you can stop listening. And please stop. Please stop using all of your ethnic slurs. <laughs> Including new ones neither of us had heard of, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. We didn't need to hear there was at, at least, all. There was at least three points in oh, the movie where I was like, I think that that's so racist, I don't even know what it meant. Yeah. Like, I knew <laughs> from context and from the other things that were said, I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. that was repulsive, but I, I, I actually I don't, don't know. Yeah. <sighs> uh, anyway, so... um. <sighs> Okay. Oh God! How do we oh, talk about God. This movie? I was movie. I don't want to shit because I feel like it's unproductive to just shit on the movie. Okay, but I've already said all the nice things I can about the movie. I know. Okay, okay so the movie starts with uh, well, let's just talk about the movie. Okay, so um, the movie starts <laughs> with Christian Slater talking to some woman. Yes. who lo- who's supposed to look like Marilyn Monroe? I, would I believe. I believe so. It seems like a bold yeah. choice. Yeah, talking about how much she loves Elvis. Yeah, and he's gonna go. To a kung fu movie. Yeah. And already, I would say, Asterisk is like, uh, Christian Slater's not really talking at the moment as he is like very he's much to acting in he's, the mirror. Yes. He's talking to himself in the mirror and he's also acting Which is foreshadowing. Very hard. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of acting in this movie. Yeah. Slater wise, like he's really doing a performance. Yeah. It feels like he, uh, <laughs> if we were to, um, like, distill his performance his it's like he started with his jaw Mm -hmm. being like an inch to the side and was like yeah i'll just go with that (laughs) because he kind of talks like this like he he's kind of his jaw is just the one side and he kind of sounds like he's got a speech impediment but Mm -hmm. you know i don't Yeah. yeah 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 So he meets uh, Patricia Arquette in the movie theater mm-hmm. um, in a very awkward way. Mm-hmm. And then they have a date. Mm-hmm. And then they end up having the most uncomfortable sex scene oh. I've ever seen. God. It, may- it was like. And when I think about the fact that Tony Scott, the director of Top Gun, <gasps> also 
directed this movie, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense because it's very reminiscent of the sex scene in Top Gun of just like blue light. You only see silhouette and then there's like weird kissing. And then it's just, it's so, it's so long. It's such a weird, long sex scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. It's almost like, I feel like it's similar. It's from the side, the shadows are the same way. It's a blue light in both of them. There's weird, yeah, there's weird kissing tongue acting happening Um, when you just see patricia arquette like lick christian slater's chest hair yeah and you see the hair like react to you know like the way (laughs) that like that like a mom cow like licks a baby cow's like fur on the top of its head it's like that like you just it's very sensorial (laughs) you're there you're right there um it's very like uh pre-asmr asmr totally and it goes on for you're right like a really awkward amount of time where it's like it's very long but like graphic but not graphic like you don't actually it's like a weird amount of specific gross foreplay i guess and then you kind of don't really see them actually having sex for the most part you see a little thrusting that's true but it seems like christian slater's bum that's true it seems like from like the prelude of all the weird kissing we're like we're in for like something expansive and then it kind of yeah like levels off if that makes sense i don't know It it was strange and also seems i mean i guess uh through the rest of the movie i guess he lives in an apartment it really seems like he just lives in a sign yeah so like fully he's a sign person yeah because there's the there's the sex scene and then the next scene the next scene after the sex scene is patricia arquette in a bunch of blankets sitting on a billboard and then (laughs) and then christian slater like pops his head out and meets in like uh of his bedroom and like uh, goes out and sits with her on the billboard. Mm-hmm. And then she confesses that she was a call girl and now they're in love. And it's like a full on, like, yeah, they're in love. Like the next two scenes we see, they are married yeah. and then they get tattoos of each other's oh, names. They forgot about the tattoo. Oh, yeah. And then we finally get to see um, our uh, one of two scenes with Val Kilmer in it. <laughs> um, so Val Kilmer, spoiler alert, plays Elvis. Um, and you only see him in scenes uh, where Christian Slater is like alone in the bathroom and it's shot so that you only you don't really ever see Val Kilmer's face. So. Um, so, yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I, I'll say that he he has the best scenes in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, I thought Val Kilmer was great. He makes a great Elvis. I wish the movie mm-hmm. was just about Christian Slater and Val Kilmer. And it's just oh, like yeah. this guy living his life. Meanwhile, like Elvis is just like telling him what to do. That's great. And yeah. that's, and it's still called true romance. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's about Christian Slater finding true romance within himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. I really like that. Um, here's anyway. a, here's a, uh, trivia item here um so according to director tony scott this is just from the imdb trivia page uh val kilmer had originally wanted to play the character of clarence which is christian slater's character kilmer spent eight hours in makeup being transformed into elvis presley which seems like a bit much because a you don't see his face and b it's a human face and not like a rat creature face and he's out of focus the entire time yeah 
seems like a bit much. Anyway. Yeah. Fortunately, he was only required for two days of filming. The character is called Mentor in the closing credits, so as not to face any litigation from the Presley estate. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I... Hmm... I would be interested in seeing the Val Kilmer version of this movie where he plays Clarence. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, I like Val Kilmer too much and I don't want him to have to do that. Yeah. Agreed. (laughs) Agreed. Yeah. Um, Anyway. um, Yes. Yeah. So Val Kilmer, Elvis, tells uh, Clarence to go kill Alabama is the name of Patricia Arquette's character, Mm -hmm. uh, Alabama's pimp. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we cut to <laughs> what arguably is the most fun in the movie, yeah, which is Gary Oldman again performing a veritable storm. Oh my! As the character of Drexel. Yep. No last name. No none last needed. name. None needed. Um, which <laughs> this character? If you are not driving. Uh, you should look up a picture of Drexel from True Romance mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Because it is off the chart. Yeah. And like whatever, when you see that image, whatever performance you're imagining would go along with this image of this character, you're right. Yeah. You're correct. But like maybe amplify it by... 100,000? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's another fun trivia fact about Drexel. Gary Oldman had his Bram Stoker's Dracula wig maker work on Drexel's wig which is dreadlocks, spoiler alert. Yeah. And he sported one of his eyes from the same movie. So he's got like one his milky eye Dracula and a scar. Eye made a cameo. And his Dracula eye. His fucking Dracula eye. This is excellent. Do you think that Gary Oldman just walked on set and was like, this is what I want to look like? Absolutely. He seems like someone with actor opinions. Yeah. I'm like, this is, I work with you to create the look of my character. Totally. Yeah. Fuck. Um, that's also the only scene where we get to see a very, very brief cameo from Sam Jackson. Yeah. Which, like, Allie and I, I think, like, he had, the character had, spoiler alert, died um, by the time we were like, oh, I guess, I think I heard his voice. I guess that yeah, was him. that was he's, him. Right. He's gone now, yeah. for sure. Bye. Bye. Yeah, he was on, like, sneeze and you'll miss Samuel L. Jackson. Absolutely. Um. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, Clarence goes to kill uh, the dude. Mm-hmm. He does. Mm-hmm. And then asks one of the prostitutes to put um, sex workers. Is that the correct? Yeah, I think sex workers prefer. Uh, asks- this movie sure doesn't give a fuck. But yeah. We do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not 1993. Yeah. Uh, asks one of the um, sex workers to put all of Alabama stuff in a bag. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he goes back to her and opens up the suitcase and it's just the giant suitcase of cocaine. Yeah, which makes me think, like, when he said that, was she, so she just, like, grabbed any suitcase, didn't look inside? Or I like to think a cutscene was her, like, wow, this was a, this was just a bananas night. It was... Montana. (laughs) Montana. (laughs) Tennessee. (laughs) North Dakota. (laughs) You got we gotta pack up her stuff and then yeah. they just in a in a grief filled haze, they just started stuffing cocaine very neatly into a very large piece of luggage. <laughs> yeah. I imagine. I'm like, ah, she doesn't have her stuff though. Yeah. It's too bad. Yeah. So I feel I mean, this is like the f- one of the first plot holes that I'm like, but how? So 
the whole time I'm like very suspicious of Christian Slater's character mm-hmm. because he feels like a super doofus. <laughs> but at the same time, he's like way too good at crime. Oh yeah, but he's yeah he's both great and hor like he's he's great for the most part, but then horrible just where it counts plot wise. Like yeah, like he just know like he has a gun, he knows how to shoot it, he kills all of the like like yeah. very high high up in the like chain of command like drug dealer guys, and then but like also leaves his ID <laughs> yeah. there. And then cops easily find him. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. You're like, oh, you're so smart, but you're so dumb. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Allie, you made like great prediction, um, which didn't come true, but I feel like if this was a better movie, um, <laughs> it would have come true. Um, is you said something about like, oh, I, I, I'm looking forward to when his secret past is revealed because yeah. there are kind of gaps in the character's timeline as well and things like that. That, like you said, he's obviously supposed to be a young man. He's supposed to be younger than Christian Slater is and also appears at the time. Totally. Um, Christian Slater looks so old. He, he looks absolutely like does. Chris O'Donnell in Batman Forever Old. <laughs> <laughs> like, he looks 30. He looks like his own father. Yeah. Um, I think... The only way this plot makes sense is if this guy is, like, a teenager. If he's, like, 19 or 20. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Absolutely. And then also has had a secret life of crime. Yeah. Because he just kind of knows knows what to do in a way that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but is also, like, a turd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very true. Anyway, yeah. so now they have all this cocaine, and they're on the run from someone. Mm-hmm. They end up in L.A. Yeah. And then it's like so convoluted because he try he meets up with this actor pal of his um, and tries to get uh, tries to like offload all of the cocaine um, wholesale. So it's like mm-hmm. it's worth this many dollars, but he's gonna sell it for less than half price. So he like organizes this big deal and talks this producer guy into it and is like lying the entire time. Um. And meanwhile, someone gets caught by the police and is, like, willing to wear a wire for this thing. Mm-hmm. And then meanwhile, um, uh, not Christian Slater, uh, Christopher Walken's crew is chasing after these guys. Right. He's also in the movie, by the yeah, way. Yeah, for a scene. Yeah. Oh, there's, yeah, that's right. There's So there's a scene where they're in uh, Christian Slater's dad's trailer. Um, and... Christopher Walken is torturing Christian Slater's dad to get him to tell uh, where he's going. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, <sighs> Christian Slater, Dennis Hopper, I think, yeah, is the dad, yeah, yeah. Um, delivers this speech that's really um, racist. Yeah. And uh, ends up getting shot by Christian Slater. No. Christopher, uh, Christopher Walken. Walken. People's names sound too familiar. <laughs> too similar um yeah yeah it's it's got it's very quentin tarantino and that it kind of has nothing to do with anything and it's so long it goes on it's such a long long. speech and it's uncomfortably racist yeah (laughs) it's it's upsetting to listen to yeah for the for the ears for the mind we had subtitles on it was like assaulting on several fronts yeah yeah it's terrible poorly written beyond the racism part like if you took that out somehow which you can't because it's all of it also badly written doesn't make sense yeah 
super weird. Uh, he ends up killing him at the end anyway, which you know from the start, like he's just gonna end up shooting him anyway. So yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I guess I don't know. It's a bad scene. Don't watch it. Yeah. Um. And yeah. Anyway, so uh, they organize this big drug sale, mm-hmm. and it and the and it's like this. <laughs> it's almost like a farce where. <laughs> The um, the drug dealers and the cops and then these guys are all like converging on mm-hmm. this deal with this movie yeah. producer, which was actually very funny. Yeah, yeah. and everyone ends up dying. <laughs> yeah, um, except uh, Clarence in Alabama mm-hmm. and sweet, gentle, innocent Michael Rappaport yes, gets away. Makes away. Yes. Thank Best. God, his yep. his character is pure and lovely, and is yeah, the, the the only likable character. <laughs> Absolutely, he's the actor character that uh, Christian Slater comes to stay with. His roommate is Brad Pitt, yeah, who is also fine. Yeah, yeah, living life. Yep, Floyd. Yep, kind of fun. Um, Tom Sizemore's in this movie too. Mm-hmm. He plays a bad guy, um, who has a very upsetting scene. Uh, no, Tom Sizemore is the cop, and James Gandolfini is. The, I had to look it up. Oh God, because um, they look kind of the same. Like Tom Sizemore kind of ends up looking like James Gandolfini oh, God. by the time we get to Heat. Oh no! Yeah, I, I got those guys mixed up really hard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So, <laughs> so Sizemore is the cop. He so comes Sizemore in a bit later. Um, Gandolfini is this <laughs> bad guy muscle for Christopher Walken's team, crew, yes. whatever. Yes. And he has, yeah, a very, very long, very, very long um, scene of just beating the shit out of Patricia Arquette. Yeah. It's like super graphic, super sexualized. It's like everything that I don't like about Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, her shirt comes off at one point. Yeah. The yeah. whole The whole thing is... If we if we compare the scene between the two, uh, the between James Gandolfini and Patricia Arquette versus the scene with Dennis Hopper and um, Christopher Walken, mm-hmm. it's very similar of like trying to get information mm-hmm. out of the other person, but Dennis Hopper is allowed to have a giant monologue. Um, mm-hmm. and is allowed to stay fully clothed, and the violence enacted on him is very slight. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets his hand cut, and then mm-hmm. he gets punched, I think, and then he gets shot in the head. Yeah. Whereas with Patricia Arquette, it's like one of those things where um, she gets punched in the face, and then it's a cutaway to a different scene. And then we're like, okay, great. It's going to cut back and it's going to be like totally over. Mm-hmm. Um, but it keeps coming back to just more and more violence. Mm-hmm. And keeps it keeps cutting away. And it goes for like way longer. Um, and, and yeah, it's like, it's very <laughs> upsetting to watch. Um, mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, it's just very... It's very long, and it's not like the most violent things I've seen. Mm-mm. But in comparison to the rest of the violence in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, it does stand out. Yeah, it seems redundant in a lot of parts because he's really just just going to town. 
Yeah. He's winning easily. Yeah. There isn't really a part where she gets like a huge comeuppance, really. I mean, there is, I mean, like on him. Yeah. Um, I mean, there is a part where like we get, and it's a, like a pretty cliched moment mm-hmm. of like, oh, a uh, character who's being beaten is like, oh, they're kind of on death's door. They're going to pass out kind of thing. And then they turn over and there's some kind of, in the shrapnel of, of the, the, hotel room that's been completely destroyed she sees a corkscrew on the side and it kind of zooms on the corkscrew like oh she's gonna grab it he's turned away philosophizing by the window or whatever okay she's gonna get she's gonna stab him then she'll kind of get a hand but it kind of it gets faltered like he catches her right away and then they'll and then they move they switch locations and then he beats her up in the bathroom yeah and then instead of (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the most upsetting thing there's he put he pushes her through the glass shower door and she's mm-hmm. in the bathtub and the water's running and she doesn't have a top on it's just her and her bra and now she's getting wet um and she's filled she's in a bathtub full of broken glass and her go-to move to get the upper hand is to find the l- tiny bottles of shampoo open them up put them in her hand and then rub her hand in not Tom Sizemore's eyes, <laughs> James Gandolfini's eyes. Yeah. Um, and like, that's how, instead of like taking a piece of glass and like stabbing him. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and even like with her, uh, kind of like you mentioned with Dennis Hopper having a monologue, like she, a gets almost nothing to say and she keeps, they keep directing her to laugh in like in between all of the things like he's like oh tell me this information and then her response is like to laugh like to mock him yeah. but really like that just kind of can't like that's that's all she does but that comes across as like that um mm-hmm. i don't know what you say like that that phrase of comparison where it's like men are afraid women will laugh at them women are afraid men will kill them yeah you know like that kind of yeah. thing You're like fuck that's true but i don't think quentin meant it in like a <laughs> in like a deep fucking way because like she never really gets she doesn't nothing blah, 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 blah. i think i think it's safe to say that <laughs> 2000 or uh, 1993's Quentin Tarantino was yeah. not quote unquote woke. <laughs> I think it might be safe to say that 2019's Quentin Tarantino is not quote unquote woke. Yeah, I mean, hot take. You heard it here, <laughs> Quentin. If you are listening, I would love for you to write in. Yeah, thecinevals at gmail dot com. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we'd love to hear your side of things. Yeah, or you don't have to because that's that's your thing. Is uh, you don't have to. Yeah, <laughs> which is the best. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, but anyway, it just seems like that's, I don't know, like, he's beating her up, and, like, the worst thing she can do is laugh at him, like, A, as a defense, or, like, B, like, just that's what gets him angrier, and they're like, really? Yeah. All right. Ugh. Okay. Okay. Anyway, and then the movie ends with them getting away, and, uh, mm-hmm. they end up in Mexico with a child named Elvis. hmm The end. That's the end of the movie. True romance. Yes. I was very sad about this movie. I was looking forward to it because, uh, as we've mentioned, it is Val Kilmer's highest rated Mm -hmm. movie on the Rotten Tomatoes meter. What's that rating again? It is 92%. Ooh. 92%. Mercy. Yeah. Yeah, that's really high. Yep. Damn, that's upsettingly high yeah (laughs) i will say i think a lot of those reviews are of the time and i Mm -hmm. would be curious as to if you know if this movie were to come out today i think people would still shit themselves for it Mm -hmm. but 
I don't think it would be as highly rated. Yeah, agreed. Um, I think it would be much more polarizing. Yeah, and if if uh, you, dear listener, dear Valentine, if you are like, I think I like the movie True Romance, have you seen in the past 10 years? Or yeah. is this like, are you remembering a memory? Yes. Because <laughs> like totally legit. Because um, uh, Greg thought that he liked True Romance. Mm-hmm. He saw it when he was 19, which is peak True Romance time. Mm-hmm. Um, he's rewatching it now. Uh, but I, uh, I feel like the veil has been lifted. Mm. I feel like it's, he, he's not at, he's not going to rent it from Blockbuster and watch it six times in a row. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a couple of different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, so if you, dear listener, if you happen to be a dude between the ages of like 16 and 19, if you want to enjoy true romance, now is your window. It's the only time it's you'll be able to enjoy it. It's the only time. So run out yeah. and do that. <laughs> Although I wonder, I just, I maybe I'm just like really hopeful for the younger generation, but I feel like if you, oh I, yeah, I I feel like it's I don't know. Yeah. Like I wonder if if Fight Club were to come out today, if as many mm. people would like have the same misinterpretation of it, right? I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, sure. Time for a reboot. Yep. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> Only with women this time. Yeah. <laughs> Fight club. And cut to slapping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where did all this pudding come from? <laughs> Perfect. Um, I don't have a whole lot else to say about true romance. I just didn't enjoy the movie. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. It wasn't for me, but I can still have opinions about it. Absolutely. I didn't like that. I didn't like it. It wasn't good. It wasn't very entertaining. It was kind of like generally sloppy and uh, bad writing. It felt a lot like, I mean, yes, he was young when he wrote it, but whatever. You still got paid to do a thing. You're a professional. Yeah. Um, And also like people with money still read it and was like, I will pay for this. That's true. Yeah. A lot of people had to read it in order for it to become a movie with all of these famous people in it (laughs) even people who were like not very famous at the time there's still again gary oldman and the christopher walken etc etc yeah um oh yeah it reminded me a lot of like the film version of what you'd get in like a first playwriting class which is Mm. very similar of like a lot of action a lot of like drug deals cops like really because I don't know. In those classes, they're like write things that are high stakes. Yeah. So high stakes to most people, like totally guns normal, is like guns, drugs, heists, banks, yeah. and things like that. And you're like, oh no, high stakes can also be a very like uh, boring scenario, but just something that's like important to people for whatever reason. Totally. Um, but it's yeah, this very much feels like oh, this was my first screenplay, and I'm writing about a lot of things that I very clearly don't actually know about, but I know about from other movies and TV shows. Yeah. I like watered down, yeah, but like amped up in order to make up for like the lack of actual emotional details, <laughs> catharsis, and emotional. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I saw this and I, I, it made me think that Quentin Tarantino watched Raising Arizona, uh, starring Nick Cage, which is great. Um, and was like, I want to do that, but my way. Mm. Um, just in that it's like this sort of offbeat couple who are, um, like, underdogs and really want to and and end up, like, running from the law 
Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like that, but without any of the uh, emotional through line. Like, mm-hmm. it just felt... Yeah, like, people are screaming and crying, but I still don't see, like, a real impact. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't see a lot of change in either character, either. No. Yeah. I didn't understand it. either character. No. I, it was just, like, I, there was so, I, I didn't buy what was presented to me. Like, it was, mm-hmm. everything that was on the surface was, like, I don't, okay, you're saying this, but there's got to be something more, right? Turns out there wasn't. No. No, just too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Allie, uh, (laughs) I mean, I think it's maybe (laughs) not, I don't know, I I usually at this point in the podcast, we talk about our favorite Val moment. Which one? Which The first one or the second one? (laughs) I liked the second one. No, I liked the first one because I liked, you know what, of the two, I liked the first one because I liked the surprise of like, Oh. Again, going oh. in and not knowing anything about the movie, I'm like, yeah. oh, that's Val. Oh, yeah. oh, and like, it's very exciting. You're like, ooh, you kind of see a flat. Like, the way that character shot is really cool that you kind of see mm-hmm. a part of them. You see uh, reflection. You see, you know, there's one shot where you see, like, oh, I see a bit more of his mouth, and then it's gone again. It's just the jacket and things mm-hmm. like that. It's very edge of the seat, mysterious kind of shit. So, I probably like scene one a little bit more. Because by the time scene two came around, I was like, oh, this, this will be sucks. the last time. This movie sucks. <laughs> he won't be back again. Yeah. We'll never I'm, see him. One, I'm really upset that he only showed up twice. Yeah. Why not thrice? Come on. Yeah. Come on. It's three times. Writing one zero times. Yeah. Quentin. Yeah. Come on. Get, come on. Get on it. <sighs> um, uh, yeah, I would say the first, the first glance of Val was like a ray of light in a dark tunnel. <laughs> Of like, oh, maybe this won't be as bad as I think it's going to be. And then by the second time, I'm like, it's worse than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. It was worse. Yeah. That's too bad. Yep. Well, sucks to suck. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Any Okay, so of the... Mm-hmm. Of the um, Val Kilmer movies that we've seen, mm-hmm. where would you rank this? Dead last. I would rather watch Willow every week <laughs> uh, for the next year than have to watch True Romance again. Yeah. I think right now our lowest rated is The Snowman. I liked The Snowman more. Me too. Because at least I could probably fall asleep to it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yep. Yeah. Uh, how about for yourself? Same. Same? Same. Great. Um, and how would you how would you rank? So now that we are closing off the Sizemore saga, yes. how would you rank the three Sizemore movies? Again, if you haven't been listening, they have been uh, Red Planet, Heat, and um, True Romance. True Romance, which we watched them in reverse chronological order. Yes. Uh, I Heat, then Red Planet, mm-hmm. then True Romance. Same. Yeah. Um, Heat is a better movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, easily. They're yeah. all better movies. Yeah. All of them are better movies. Yes. Everything is a better movie. Yeah. Arguably everything. <laughs> yeah. This bad. People shouldn't watch it. Although, if you had to, okay, if you had to recommend a clip of the movie for someone to watch that uh, doesn't have Val in it, what clip would that be? <laughs> I would make them watch the weird sex scene. <laughs> uh, I Nice. I would make them watch uh, Gary Oldman's <laughs> one scene 
for simple crazy factor. Oh, yeah. Uh, because I feel like this movie should be sold in a double pack with tiptoes. Yes. And that should have been given to Gary Oldman when he got his Oscar for playing like Winston Churchill. And we're like, oh never God. forget, you're goofy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess fully commit. Yeah. Characters are all good, but you make weird choices, dude. Yeah. Oh, also, <laughs> before we before I forget, um, I I found the there was there were two Hamlet references in this movie. And it was the same reference. Oh, yeah. And it was very upsetting. Once again, why two? <laughs> there should be zero or there should be three. Mm-hmm. Or one, I guess. <laughs> but, like, and it's the same both. So, um, Chris, uh, Christian Slater's character, in when talking to Dennis Hopper, I think, says something's rotten in Denmark. And then later on, I'm the cop who's... Apparently mm-hmm. Tom Sizemore yes. uh, <laughs> also says something's rotten in Denmark, Yeah, which is really fucking weird. It feels like a first draft mistake. Absolutely. Yeah, anyway, it's very strange. I had to say that because it was really bothering me. <laughs> and, I, I, and I get that Hamlet is the most popular play ever, blah, 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 blah. But it's still a play. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, I just find it bizarre that this that those two people would have happened to have used the exact same saying mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Quentin, write in. Explain yourself. Explain. Quentin, explain. <laughs> yes. We must know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway. So weird. That. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. Uh, what would you rate this movie? Negative 80. <laughs> Camille? Uh, <laughs> I would give 1993's True Romance fan, uh, zero body tattoos out of a hundred quick marriages i don't know i can't even think of a good goofy comparison yeah sliding scale i have nothing yeah uh i give it a two two thumbs down out of a million thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's bad it's on crave if you're in canada you can watch it for free i don't recommend it yeah Just watch the trailer to do you're with fine. your time yeah. watch like, raising listen- arizona yeah i really like raising arizona <laughs> i haven't watched it in a few years so maybe i maybe i've got the nostalgia goggles on but i would say nicholas cage maybe we should save this for <laughs> uncaged <laughs> uncaged but as a teaser <laughs> i will say this is like peak nick cage attractiveness mm. Um, and he's like not completely nutso yet. Uh, who's so. who's the lady in that movie? Um, okay, Francis McDermott is in it, but I don't think she's his um partner. I'm gonna look it up right now. Camille Great. Vamp. I'll, I'll vamp. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty much the end of the podcast. I really have nothing left. Um, our next movie is gonna. So, uh, like uh, Ali said, we're heading into the Slater oh. trilogy. Ali, you have an answer. Great. I'm out of things to talk about because uh, I don't know the answer to the thing I was driving towards. Go on. I think it's Holly. It's Holly Hunter. Oh, Holly Hunter. Yeah, I Ooh, think she's great. She's the second build. Uh, I'm assuming. Oh, oh, God. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's Holly Hunter. And it's a Coen Great. Brothers movie. Great. Yep. Uh, so next on the podcast, I do have to say, uh, I'm looking at our, our chart in the studio here that says both the Rotten Tomatoes scores and kind of like what we're up against next, because we're going into the Slater trilogy. So our next movie, so again, this movie, True Romance, 92% yep. on Rotten 93. Tomatoes. 93. In 93, uh, hit the, the highest rated of any of Val Kilmer's movies by a couple of percents at least um our next movie we're gonna be watching is his lowest at zero percent yeah we really go zero. zero to 60 you know what i'm probably gonna like it more than true romance Ooh, is that your prediction right now yeah i predict i might fall asleep during it <laughs> zero zero percent that is bold it is a movie called hard cash or run for run the for the money, money i think is the as the other title we got mm-hmm. two titles for this movie i don't know why um, yeah. Yeah, and then we'll be eventually closing off the Slater trilogy with Mindhunters, yes. which is fun because now there's a series about it. Yeah, is that the same? Is that the same? Is that confirmed? I, I think so. I think All that's right. confirmed. If Great. not, uh, Mindhunters fans, write in. Yeah. Let us know beforehand. Yeah. Uh, thecinevals at gmail.com. Yep. Great. Great. Well, I wish we had a better movie to talk about. That's right. I'll play some more of this weird. Oh yeah, the soundtrack the, the for this was weird. Is very weird. It's like weird steel drums. Yeah, um, you can uh, you can get it on Apple Music. Great. So um, yeah, and here's a little bit more Hans Zimmer to play us out. Ah, that hack. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.